welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, to a brand new edition of... I didn't feel like holding it out that long. <laughs> the Quinn Spin. I'm your host, Quinn. At least that's how I'm known here on the program. And I'm back here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, and more for another rousing and riveting installment of the official podcast of Underground Music Collective. And you just heard Revel 9's All I Become. That's been our opening theme song since the great year of 2014, and it will be until the very end of days. And before we get to today's guest, who's joining us again, just want to encourage you to subscribe, like, comment, follow, share, whatever the mechanism is on your platform of choice. All that engagement helps. If you like the show, share it with your friends. If you don't, share it with your enemies because they'll like the things that you don't. And it all helps us. Any publicity is good publicity. Anyway, I am here with... Making her third Quinspin appearance, technically fourth if we're counting the lost yeah. episode, but third official, yep. Lauren Gomance of Soulfit Counseling. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. And Soulfit Yoga. Soulfit Yoga. Just Miss Soulfit over Soul here. Soulfit, yeah, love it. Just in general. And fun fact, by making your third appearance here on yeah. the show, you are now in a tie with a bunch of other people for mm-hmm. second place all time for most appearances. I as love a guest. this. So I need to come back again soon so I can be like the top guest. Yeah, yeah. Erin McClendon has the record with four. You're okay. at three. Foundation Mech is at three. Lord Goldie's at three. Mike Roy of Roy and the Secret People's at three. I feel like there's another one at three mm-hmm. that I should probably be remembering. I'm sorry if I'm forgetting you, but there's mm-hmm. a bunch of people with three. Yeah. So. Goldie's the best. Foundation Mecca's the best. All yeah. good people. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I am company. just so impressed that you do that live every time yeah 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 <laughs> that's yeah. awesome i can't think about it too much because if i start thinking like i just have to do it yeah because you know, like if i'm thinking about it like i'm just gonna mess it up like when i do the solo missions in here mm-hmm. when i record them it takes me like 12 takes just to get the intro right yeah because it's just me staring at like a giant box light in my uh-huh. phone and it's like such a like here it feels like we're live even though we're not like yeah you know but we are recording yeah it's live to tape okay, right yeah so it's like <laughs> I, I'm treating it as though we're live on television right now, but when I'm in there, like something in my mind just knows that I'm pre-recording and I can screw up a dozen times. Oh. So yeah, but I just I just have to go. Yeah. And, like I just have to just run away, train, stare straight ahead. Yeah. Which is why I, I don't that. I don't blink during the intro either. Which is <laughs> I've watched back and it kind of freaks <laughs> it's me freaky. out. It is. I'm like, <laughs> but you know, it's just because if I if I break any kind of the routine, then mm-hmm. it's just going to completely just jack things up yeah that's badass for my podcast the intro is just done so every time it's the same can i tell you people criticize the intro on youtube though really people are like it's too long you need to put that stuff at the end i'm like okay i don't come into your house and tell you how to podcast no and it's honestly just a small little blip and it's fun i yeah. think it's cool that you do it on yeah. your own yeah right like it's it's part of the character of the show if you've been here for 10 years you know that <laughs> Yeah, anyway. and you love rituals. You love routine, and I like that. I think that's important. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know how to start a show without doing all that. No, so fun. moral of the story is y'all are stuck with it. Yeah. So you and know, you do what you want to do because yeah. it's your life. It's my show. It's your it's podcast. Show. You start a podcast <laughs> and, and you, you intro you it however you want. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> anyway. Full disclosure, I just uh, taped a pilot of Thirst and Foremost with Ender Bowen, and the <laughs> objective is to drink a flight of beer while you talk about life. So if I'm a little, uh, you know, extra lively, that's why, because we're recording this literally right after that. But anyway. That's so funny. I did not do that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. You're here just, uh, you know, observing Sober. the car crash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> enough about me. Let's talk about you. And Love let's that. reintroduce you, re-endear you yeah. to our audience by asking you the three standard questions. Uh-huh. Those three questions are, of course. Who are you? 
What are your passions and why on earth would you want to come back here on the Quinspin for the third time? I love this. So I'm Lauren Gomance, licensed counselor, yoga teacher, healer, and I love doing all of my own healing, all of that good stuff. Um, why would I want to come back? I just think you're awesome. And yeah, I'm really in competition to be the top one, yeah. the top dog here. Yeah. So I really need a fourth try at this. Um, <laughs> and I feel like we have a good thing with our year end like mm -hmm. wrap up. And yeah. then also we don't really get to talk that much outside no. of yoga. So it's kind of cool for us to yeah. catch up here. We have both had a very like busy, busy, loopy, crazy mm -hmm. kind of year individually. It's been a wild year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's been a lot going on. And I'm, of course, we're going to talk about that. And the whole reason I wanted to do this episode uh -huh. was because I remembered we did the year in review, talking mm -hmm. about our years and what we've learned last mm -hmm. year to start December. Mm -hmm. So let's start December again by doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With what we've learned. Yeah, with what we've learned about life, that. about business, yes. and how that informs the journey going forward. I love that. So I've definitely been on a different route with business stuff. But one thing that I just did, and I told you a little mm. bit about it, is a therapy retreat. Yeah. So it's kind of like a real world for therapists. Right. It's like six therapists picked to live in a cabin in the freaking woods. <laughs> um, Do you know each other? Or no, no. Didn't know each other from all over the world. Like um, some people are from out of America. And it's just really badass. It's an immersive experience. They take your phone the day you get there. Mm -hmm. You're in nature and you're with very well-trained therapists. And really the goal is for you to come back to your most authentic, most healthy self because we have so much distraction going on in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then we also get some training in that, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. So loved it. It was really, really beautiful. We did a lot of internal family systems work. We did a lot of our own therapy, which yeah. is badass. Mm -hmm. And then we just got so close. I can't even imagine. It's freaky because obviously I have, I have best friends that I love so much, but when you're in a house with six people for eight days and you're talking about deep, deep trauma work, like, and you have no outside distractions, you get to know them so well. And like the good, the bad, not that it's bad, but like the good, the dark, the sad, the angry, it's just lovely to see how much people can really love you and how much you really love them when you're just fully raw and authentic. Yeah. Yeah. And taking away the distractions of technology, oh the outside gosh. world. Yeah. Like, we don't get to do that much in this no. society. No. I had some panic on the second or third day. And so did one of my friends. She was awesome. We were both on a run after our therapy day. And it's a lot of energy work. It's not just sitting there and learning. Mm hmm but we were both like, oh, my gosh, I don't know if I can do this. And I feel like I'm a pretty strong person. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can handle a lot, but it was difficult. Yeah. Well, you have to stretch yourself, too. Yeah. You have to test your limits or you're never going to yes. grow. Yes. And so that's a goal that I have. I want to host therapy retreats yeah. and uh, mix yoga with that. And I just feel like it's important to have something like that for people, an option outside of just one therapy session a week, which is great. But something immersive yeah like a deep dive mm -hmm. so as a therapist mm -hmm. you know for you why was mm -hmm. it important for you to go and seek out this opportunity mm -hmm. to work through your own stuff i've done it before i've done a different kind of program with pm melody and i mm -hmm. loved that but we were able to go to a hotel at night and mm -hmm. 
we had our cell phones and we could go to restaurants or do whatever we want. And so I've never had a fully immersive experience mm -hmm. of deep dive into your soul, mm -hmm. yourself, um, and then this love for others as well. And mm -hmm. so for me, I just, I do want to be the absolute best therapist I can be and best soul I can be, best yeah. person, most authentic, real, um, that's really been coming up for me is being more real. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so easy for me as a therapist and maybe all of us to kind of not be as real at times, like put on a mask of like, oh, I'm happy all the time or mm. um, not showing all the feelings. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So as a person, mm -hmm. what did you learn about yourself that you'll Oof. carry forward from this? I love this. Good question. I definitely, I mean, I love that. I love the work that we did and I will carry that forward as a therapist, mm -hmm. the IFS, internal family systems, et yeah. cetera. But so we have protector parts that are either firefighters or managers. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have these exile parts of ourselves that we want to hide these hurt or wounded parts. Mm, yeah. And so for me, um, some themes that came up is I'm very much an over-functioner. You might can relate, like mm -hmm. overworking, yeah. mm -hmm. kind of some work addiction issues, uh -huh. and um, sometimes put on a mask of happy or a mask of people-pleasing rather than just like saying whatever I'm feeling in that moment. Right. So these are things that I... I want to work on. Um, there was just so much more and there's a deep family trauma work too Yeah, that people do. Um, and just releasing things that aren't yours to carry. Right. Right. And we all have those things. Oh my god, We all have those burdens and those stories yep. that are put there by someone else and yeah. we internalize. And no matter who put them there, you know, yeah. it's up to us to work through them. <laughs> yeah. And often not intentional. I know more than not parents like want to do a good job. Mm -hmm. um, they try their best, but they had a hard time growing up or whatever it is. And we may learn these narratives of you always need to look happier. You need to work your ass off all the time. Mm -hmm. You can't ever rest right. or just different things. And so it's trying to figure that out and then come back to m the most raw, authentic version of yourself that's also um yeah just connected to others in a healthy way figuring out what your barriers are yes is yes. very important because that's how you're going to understand mm -hmm. how to work through them mm -hmm. there's really no going around them there's no avoiding them like mm -hmm. if you try to avoid them try to stuff them down they're going to manifest themselves in other ways mm -hmm. right and mm -hmm. it's going to come out like that's why you know it's interesting because I was just having a conversation with somebody yesterday about mm -hmm. how like about the concept of a midlife crisis. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, this person who I'm not going to name uh, out of respect was like, you know, so do you believe in this whole idea of a midlife crisis? Mm -hmm. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, is it a real thing? Is it just something we, you know, blame stupid things that we do on in midlife? Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's neither of those things. Mm -hmm. What it is, is it's our actual self coming out to greet us. Yep underneath all the layers of conditioning and us trying to yes. figure out what to actually do with that self. Yeah. You know, so like, you know, because society will just give us these layers of conditioning of you can't, you won't, you shouldn't, you need to do this. You mm -hmm. need to check these boxes. You should do this by this time, this by this time. Mm -hmm. And this individual who I know very, very well yeah. is, you know, currently in the process of, I think, awakening some things, Yeah, you know, and, and moving in the direction of those things yeah. and feeling as though that's selfish, mm -hmm. you know, and I framed it this way. I'm like, well, what's more selfish, 
you pursuing this direction and living, you know, as you, as mm -hmm. you have always truly been, mm -hmm. or is it more selfish to not do that and be this reduced version of yourself that then everyone else, for lack of a better term, has to deal with? <laughs> that and they're not modeling being authentic right. and what's true to them. Mm -hmm. um, so 100%, I completely agree with that. Do you relate to any of the whole, uh, mid not midlife crisis, but like quarter life crisis ish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I've been in it since I was 26 and started the show. Yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. Cause here's those first few years after college. Mm -hmm. Like for me, it was okay. I guess I'm just checking the boxes now, you know, I'm just going to be normal and I'm going to be in this relationship and I better go get a good job and I better go please mm -hmm. all the elders and this, mm -hmm. that, and the other thing. Mm -hmm. And then that night that I decided like, I want to do a podcast based mm -hmm. off this college radio show. And I don't know what it's going to be. I just want to do something that has an impact. That was mm -hmm. the spark. And it's led all the way here 10 plus years later, mm -hmm. you know, but that was that awakening of like that version of me that wanted to have an impact and a purpose and serve. Yes. Right. And like, there have been over the past decade plus a lot of layers to shed a lot of growth that's had to happen mm -hmm. in that process. You know, I mean, first of all, I was eventually figuring out that that relationship that I was in was the wrong relationship, Yeah. you know, which I don't know ever would have happened if it weren't for this crazy thing that I no do, doubt. you know, because like it got me moving toward purpose and I, like I had something outside of that to fight for. Mm -hmm. I had a like I wasn't just. It wasn't just about getting up, going to work so I could, you know, check all the boxes for somebody mm -hmm. else. It's like I have something that I want to build mm -hmm. that I'm finding like has been within me this entire time. Yeah. And, you know, from there, you know, navigating the personal changes, navigating professional changes mm -hmm. like it teaches you over the course of time, once you go on that star seed journey, like uh -huh. everything you need to know about yourself. Yes. Right. And especially taking the leap and, you know leaving the confines of of a day job like yeah. that's for the over the past three years for me like i've had to learn everything i needed to know about myself not only as somebody trying to build a business and a platform but as a human being and how my barriers get in the way of me serving that yes i completely agree what is there any specific barriers that this is not a therapy session but like um that you feel like you have that do get in the way of that well right now um there, there's, I think like the fear of being the salesperson, oh, yes. I, that's the one I'm battling with now because I realize that holds a lot of keys to growth, mm -hmm. you know, for the long, especially in the music industry, it's like, you don't want to be the salesperson. Mm -mm. The salesperson's icky. Like, you know, you get the, <laughs> mm -hmm. like you, like nobody wants to deal with the salesperson. At least that's what we think in our minds in, in the music yeah. industry because it's supposed to be about the art, man. But like. What are you trying to do? You're trying to serve through what yeah. you're selling. You're trying to serve through what you're providing. It's not about selling, selling, selling to make money. It's about, okay, there are these issues. There are these problems that we face in the industry. I have a solution to fix those, mm -hmm. you know, and there's value in that solution. Absolutely. Which can help them create value in their platform. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's your time and energy and your time and energy you do have to be paid for that mm -hmm. because it it is important. And if not, your business cannot continue to grow. The same as musicians need to be paid for mm -hmm. everything that they do. Yeah. Um, I understand it's probably not to the level that it should be in regard to you or maybe musicians, et cetera, mm -hmm. depending on who it is. Yeah. Um, but we've got to create an ecosystem that supports that. Exactly. Yeah. I think if we're all helping each other and I don't feel that you're salesy at all. I think it's just you doing your work and people 
gravitate toward that that will and it's like it's beneficial yeah and that's the thing is people are either going to pick up what you're putting down and they're not yeah and that's okay and that's something definitely over the past you know couple of years in particular as you know i've had to really come to uh yeah. come to terms with is like you know some people are going to understand mm -hmm. you know what in any area of life you mm -hmm. know what you're about or sometimes they'll be so committed to misunderstanding you that you can't help that and that's fine. And that's not your journey. Yeah. yeah. I keep saying I want to write a book that's like, it's not my journey. Um, really just always coming back to yourself. Mm. And I truly believe that we have the answers within ourselves. Um, that society tells us all of these things that we're supposed to be doing. And especially at our age, we should have done this by mm -hmm. now or we should have done that by now, air quotes. Um mm -hmm. And it's just not that. It's what's right for you. As long as you're not hurting people, et cetera, and you do feel like you're in a place of your purpose, mm -hmm. then yeah, keep on rocking with whatever you feel is right for you. Yeah, because like there are those boxes that mm -hmm. we're expected to check, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's like becoming less and less the case that that's the expectation. Like, yes, I even see that I within agree. my own family where I'm not getting, you know, questions on. So when you when you're having some grandkids, oh my gosh, you know? yes. Like I'm not getting those questions anymore because. I think in part because I'm more dialed into my purpose, but I think also because like everybody in that dynamic has a better understanding of what life actually is than yeah. maybe we did six, seven years ago, Yeah, you know, including those older than me. But like, and that's the thing is like, you don't want to just do it just to do it and end up with the wrong person, nope. you know? And I, I know like I've been You've in been that there. situation where it's like, it clearly wasn't working, but you're hanging on to it. Yeah, you know. definitely. And I think for me, one thing that one revelation that I had this year or actually last year, I really sat with myself on the whole kids thing, because technically, if I, if I wanted, I could have a kid on my own, I'm sure somehow or adopt, etc. Mm -hmm. But at least at this point in my life, it's not something that feels like the right thing to me. And that's OK. I think it's so easy to get confused about the messages that you had growing up and, oh, this is the next step. And then you do that. But that's really, yeah, it's not, it's okay to not have the same path as other people. And I love that. That's just you being authentic to you. Yeah. Real to you. Absolutely. So if I can ask you yeah. a question you asked me, yes. what's a barrier that you're working through? Oh, so a codependency has always been a struggle for me. And I think, you know, a little bit about what codependency is. Mm -hmm. and it's defined so many different ways, but definitely one way that it shows up for me is in caretaking. Mm -hmm. And of course it's, it's difficult being a therapist because part of that is my job with boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, and then with family, et cetera. And then also, um, yeah, just the whole over-functioning thing is a barrier. What else is a barrier? I guess a better question is how are you actively working through them? Mm, I love that. I think just I'll sometimes when I feel activated, so it's almost like you'll notice with IFS, the self, when you're in the energy of the self or the soul, you're in a very calm energy. You're able to feel connected to mm -hmm. others. You feel curious. You feel there's clear. There's a bunch of C words that yeah. go with that. And if you're not in that, then you're in one of your parts. So mm -hmm. there could be a part of you that feels scared or a part of you yeah. that feels like anxious or et cetera. So if you're activated is what I would say, then getting curious about that and noticing it and then taking a little bit of time and then don't act on that activation. Um, what is it like respond, don't react. So mm -hmm. 
give yourself a little bit of time before you just automatically jump to a reaction. Right. And you actually have had a couple of things this year that you did really well with that, I feel like. <laughs> yep, yep. Mm -hmm. So proud of you for that. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. It wasn't easy. Like, And sometimes you do have to give yourself the exposure to it to yeah. realize that whatever's activating you is not the 30-foot demon with horns mm -hmm. that you've made it out to be in your mind. Mm -hmm. And that's something, you know, again, we know what I'm talking about mm -hmm. between us. But it's like you have to give yourself that, like, a sense of exposure therapy to mm -hmm. it, you know, and realize, like, there's nothing here to be afraid of. Yeah. And, like, if you let the fear of an encounter of something that's going to activate you limit you, mm -hmm. then you're not showing up as your full self. Yes, a hundred percent. And another phrase that I love is if it's hysterical, it's historical. And that doesn't mean that you ha mm. have to be crazy laughing or crazy crying. But if it feels pretty extreme and you don't feel calm, then it has to do with something from the past. So even if it's someone that one of my clients or whoever is um, dating and something happens where they feel activated, they don't feel like they're in that calm mm -hmm. self space, then it probably has to do with the history. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can think of that particular situation where it's like, I, mm -hmm. I was pretty committed to running it from it for mm -hmm. a while. Like, mm -hmm. nope, nope. Not going to be in that situation. Not going to be in that dynamic. Not going to do it. Not going to do it under mm -hmm. no circumstances. Yeah. You know, if the opportunity presents itself, I am leaving, you yes. know, and then I just had to come around after being in that mode for most of a most of a day, you know, knowing that there was the possibility of being like, you know what, I need to just stop running from it. Yeah. And I need to just go and show up and be me, regardless of who's in the room Amen. or what's going on in the room. Like, I have to show up for me. I love that. Yeah, I think that's so badass. So of course, part of being in that healthy adult energy is being able to show up regardless. We mm -hmm. don't want to necessarily walk into a lion's den, but right. <laughs> right. if we know that we can kind of um, take care of ourselves, if there is a lion mm -hmm. somewhere or, or even like a mental yeah. lion, something that's causing us to feel um, scared, confused, anxious, mm -hmm. et cetera, then as long as we can get ourselves in a good space, then mm -hmm. we can go into that. Um yeah, so I think it's just you taking care of you, mm -hmm. focusing on what feels right. And we all have things come up like fear of abandonment, fear of rejection, mm -hmm. fear of fucking up, fear of cuckoos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. We're on the internet. Who okay, cares? Cool. Um, like fear of, I, that's a big one for me, fear of messing up. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I'm trying to, that's a part of me. She, I don't know what age. It could be like eight. I'm not sure. Um, it could be a variety of ages. There's a part of me that's scared to mess up, but mm -hmm. it's human to mess up. Like we're all human here and we're all going to mess up. It's just part of the journey. Yeah. And you have to give yourself that grace mm -hmm. to do that. And like, I think as we age and we grow through life, you know, if we're doing it the right way, for lack of a better term, like there is that sense of being able to come back and you know, mm -hmm. pull back from, you know, the perfectionism and yes. be able to give ourselves that grace and realize that we don't have all the answers, No, you know, and part of life's journey is to find them or yeah. have them shown to you. Right. Yeah. And, you know, to not expect yourself to show up to every situation. Perfect. Yeah. But I think like when you're walking into like a potential lion's den, yes. powder keg situation, it's important to Mm -hmm. realize that, you know, whatever answers you do have, you need to lean on those and mm -hmm. like lean on yourself, mm -hmm. lean on just the truth of knowing who you are mm -hmm. and the truth of knowing how you want to show up. And then you're not, in you're, you're again, you're not responsible for no. anyone else's mess no. or how that mess might get projected or anything. You know, if you're, 
responding from a place of your own truth Mm -hmm. of your own story and Mm -hmm. serving that well and not doing anything to you know antagonize or hurt anybody else that's all you can do yeah absolutely i love what you just said and kind of what you're saying is like having this internal boundary and you can kind of see it like a little bubble around you of anything technically that's outside of me is not mine that doesn't mean that i don't love people outside of me or i don't care about them or i don't want um, them to be okay, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if it's outside of me, it's most likely not mine. I can have communication with people, but what I first have to take care of is me. That's priority. And not in a selfish, narcissistic way, just in a healthy way. Right, right. In a way that establishes a healthy boundary and allows you to show up to the situation yes. as the best version of you. Yes, I love that. But yeah, overall, it's been a crazy ass year. Like, um, one of my grandmas passed away. I think mm, I had told you about right. that. And my other grandma had fallen and I found her and it was, it was a really, that was really tough. Um, so I had just, I feel like I was really rocking on my podcast and things like that. And I've definitely done fine this year, but I do feel like in some ways it's been a year of survival. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I feel like I'm doggy paddling and just trying to stay above water, mm-hmm. but I do feel a lot of reprieve. Is that the right word? Yeah. Like relief now. And I do feel that most everyone in my life is in a pretty good place. Mm-hmm. So that's positive. But again, that's not, I, I love these people, but it's not mine to caretake. Right. And right. that's a constant reminder for me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something, you know, we just have to keep in mind. And I think we lean, you know, sometimes on our people pleasing behaviors. Oh my gosh. You know, yes. Or revert to them even, you know, we can oh think gosh. we're over them and we're not, you know, yes. completely, uh, you know, yeah. on our first episode, the first one that actually made it to the airwaves yeah like, we had mentioned you know being in your like solid functional adult, adult yeah 80 percent of the time yeah you know again which plays on that idea of you know you're not going to be perfect mm-hmm. you know 20 percent of the time you're going mm-hmm. to revert to something yeah you know, to some wound or, or whatever you yeah. know so it's giving yourself the grace and finding ways forward no matter what you know yeah. for me finding ways forward has been the theme of the year, you know? Yes, yeah. Tell me more about that. I know a little bit about some of the business stuff. That's really exciting. But tell me more about the year overall for you. Yeah, well, I mean, it's pretty much been all business, you know? And like really figuring out like, you know, what is Underground Music Collective? What Mm -hmm. is the Quinn Spin here in year 10? You know, who do we serve? And how can I best show up for that, Uh you know? And I think like, Again, I, there was a lot of like scarcity, mm-hmm. you know, mindset that I've had to, that I continue to have to get over, mm-hmm. you know, as far as like, you know, what's possible yes. for the platform and what's possible for me to generate in order to serve that platform. Right. And, you know, also like the, the stories that I have about, you know, generating a lot of revenue mm-hmm. in an industry that, you know you know, a lot of people have in their minds that, you know, if you're successful, you're a sellout. Right. Mm -hmm. And especially running a platform called underground music collective. Like, what does that all mean? Right. Uh And I think like, you know, I've, I've come back to the idea, of course, that like, it's fine to be profitable. It's fine to be successful. Mm -hmm. Like all of those are good things and actually allow you to show up and serve and impact more. Yeah. Right. But it's the intention behind it that matters. And, you know, I think, you know, earlier in the year, you know, when it was really about, you know, my focus was just on growth and going all in and this, that, and the other thing, it was like, okay, what can we do to move the needle forward and make a splash? And that would lead maybe to some opportunities that weren't necessarily in line with our overall mission, which is to help independent creatives tell yes. their stories, Yes. you know, and then, you know, I, over the summer, you know, I, 
had had tinkered with a pivot, you know, and mm -hmm. we actually launched that pivot uh, -huh. uh in September to ECM Collective. And then I realized over the course of the fall that like we abandoned our niche in doing so. Like, yes. yeah, it's important to teach musicians everything they need to know about being entrepreneurs so they can mm -hmm. go and build their platforms authentically mm -hmm. themselves. But then we need to take the lead on that. Yeah. And we need to take the lead on it in so far as you know, lighting that way, providing that platform for them to do it. Mm -hmm. And the pivot was a total left turn. It was too broad. Yes. It was, it was, I think there are definitely elements of it, certainly elements of it that are now rolled back into UMC yes. that are very beneficial, like the membership community, like the, the emphasis on education and like, can, you know, connecting that road via a bridge from artistry to entrepreneurship, right? But to take a complete left turn and be like, well, we're, we cover all of this now, that was the wrong move. You know, it was kind of like the Snoop Lion era of yeah. our, uh, you know, where it's like, it's a cool left turn and it sounds interesting, but it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense and the audience yeah. is wondering what's going on. Yeah. What I'm hearing you say mm -hmm. um, is that you really learned a lot from that too, though. So maybe it wasn't necessarily the wrong move for a time period like you learned from it it felt were, like the absolute right move yeah you know? at the time around you, august september mm -hmm. like yeah this is the way this is the way forward this is what it was always supposed mm -hmm. to be but then i realized and what 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 really tipped me off was mm -hmm. when i was in denver a few weeks ago for a business conference and i was explaining you know to people what i do mm -hmm. they really wanted me to narrow it down and focus on the music aspect of it mm -hmm. that and because that's the industry i came is from. is that what you want to do well, yeah, you okay. know, and I, I, I discovered through that, like, that's my niche. That's what you want that's, to do. Yeah. That's my lane. That's where I belong. And yeah, it's like connecting that world to the world of entrepreneurship. So the artist can succeed with or without the traditional industry. Yes. Right. But at the end of the day, like, I need to then be there for them. You yes. know, the platform needs to then be there for them. And we need, like, I need to be the lead off batter in that sense of like, okay, how do I connect this music thing? to the greater world of entrepreneurship so that it may be successful. And that's something that I think like, you know, with the pivot, it was too broad. Yes. It didn't have an identity, okay. you know? And so Underground Music Collective has that identity through the major media, through mm -hmm. the partnerships we've had, like yeah. established, reputable, trusted source. And then all of a sudden we take this left turn and it's yeah. like new Coke or Crystal Pepsi. And everyone's like, why, <laughs> why did you change it? Yeah. You know? Like when new kids on the block decided well, they were going to sense in yeah. certain ways. When I first saw it, I was like, Oh, that's so badass." And another thing about you and we've looked up your human design chart is that you're a manifesting generator. Uh, so that means that you'll take on a task over here, a task over there, a task over here. And it doesn't always seem to make sense. Um, but in the end, it always adds up to work together. Mm -hmm. But you do kind of take a lot of roads before you get to the place where you are mm -hmm. solid. And that's not a bad thing. I'm a manifesting generator, right. too. Um, so that's why we will. We will kind of be like, oh, maybe this is a thing that I like. Or maybe that's a thing that I like. And that's okay. We're adding to our our goal what we're what we're getting to yeah and i think it's like taking the best parts of everything we've tried to launch yes. this year and now yes. rolling them into this new umc yeah. you know where we have the underdogs membership community you know where we have oh, i didn't i haven't heard of that yet oh yeah well we've just launched you know i mean Whoa. as of recording actually it's not even officially launched yeah. um but you know as of air date which is december 7th it'll be out mm -hmm. there um 
you know, we have, you know, the UMC Academy, you know, mm-hmm. the coaching, the branding part of the coaching program. And then from artist to entrepreneur, where how do we connect that brand now and actually in- install the strategies for you to grow mm-hmm. and scale your business as a creative, right? Yeah. If those things, the blog is back. We've been reviewing music now again for a month Yay. and like we're building community. And like, for me, I'm being a lot more intentional about that. Mm-hmm. My outreach game has massively improved because like, you know, I think like a lot of what felt like it was missing, mm-hmm. you know, especially as I was just chasing dollars and trying to keep the ship afloat mm-hmm. earlier this year was what felt was missing was the community aspect. But then I needed to realize mm-hmm. like, well, I need to be the tone setter. Yeah. And if I'm doing this, 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 and yes. this, I'm not leaving time to do that. Absolutely. So like I've been, I've been in a lot of your DMs lately and we've been having yeah. conversations and it's because to build a community, we need to actually be interacting on a regular basis. Yeah, I love you know? that. Well, and one thing it sounds like is you weren't too hard on yourself when you changed navigation and you were like, you know what, this isn't really actually working for me. And I'm going to go back to certain things that seem like a better fit. Oh, so yeah. I'm it, proud it was, of you for that. It was intuitive. It's like, nope, this was always the way to go. Like UMC yeah. was the way to go. Like UMC had that identity. And again, you know, the conversations I had, they're like, you know, you have something really strong and it needs to be mm-hmm. dialed in on that. And I'm like, you're right. Yeah. And I, I tried to take too wide of an approach yes. you know, over the summer and fall. And ultimately, there was nothing wrong with UMC. And I think other other stressors were clouding my vision of that. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like there's been so much good and so much working about UMC for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I abandoned a lot of that by pivoting. And wh- well, it's not too late. No. Go back. Yeah. You know, go back and be like, hey, guys, sorry about that. We're here yeah. now. <laughs> you and, know? and I think people get so scared about trying a new thing, but it's like, okay, if you try a new thing and it doesn't seem to work, then just re-navigate. Go back to the thing that worked better for you. Um, that's totally fine. And it happens. <laughs> we've got uh we've we've got Lord Goldie uh peeking in outside <laughs> the studio. Good to see you. I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah. yeah. I know. I need. I need to come hang out more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we podcast. We're podcasting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she she just tied you. By the way, three three appearances. Well, yeah. When I shouted out to you at the beginning, I was like, "Lord Goldie's the best." Uh huh. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> the tears. This will be good bonus content. <laughs> yes, yeah. bonus content. We good. love bonus content. Yeah. We will. Thank you. Good Good to see you. It's so funny. Um, But I think one thing that you said that stands out to me too is community and connection. And at least for me, that's something personally that I've kind of been lacking is like deep, deep connection. Yeah. And so I think it's going to be really cool that you're leading in that, in the music industry, in the podcast industry, Mm -hmm. et cetera. And then I'm going to do that in the therapy and just like human um, part of life. So I'm really excited to do these little therapy yoga retreats. I've been praying on it and thinking about it. I'm not sure where they'll be yet. I do think like four to five days, no cell phones. I feel like after this, it mm-hmm. really, really told me that that's going to be part of the way to go is like no phones. Throw it in the river. Yeah. People, ne- we do need more time. I understand why we need them, but we do need more time without it. I think it's important. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like one thing that's really coming up t- 
for me recently, especially mm-hmm. after being in Denver at the conference and like receiving a lot of mentorship after mm-hmm. that is like, you have to know exactly what you want out uh-huh. of life and feel okay about wanting it. Uh huh. You know, because like, again, you know, being, you know, service minded, it, it does feel selfish sometimes yeah. to like want things and to mm-hmm. want to prosper and to want to build, you know, your, your own life to the moon, you know, mm-hmm. and have a grand vision for that as well. But ultimately that grand vision for your life is going to feed your vision and whatever else you're creating in the world. Yes. Right. And the level that that reaches is going to dictate the level that all these other things reach. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I finally, I think I've gotten okay with saying like, yeah, like I want to be successful. I want to have generational wealth. I want all of these yeah. things because of what that is going to do. Yeah, what, that, what, what that's going to allow me to do through this platform, what it's going to allow me to do for the people I love. Like it's, it's gotta be a bigger game than mm-hmm. just you. And I think that's an important thing for us to keep mm-hmm. in mind, but it's okay to want those things. Yeah, And like, it's like be having that vision is ultimately what's going to light your dark hours, right? It's yes. what's going to be pro- what propels you forward. Because if you don't have that yeah. and you don't know where you're he- headed, yeah. something else is going to lead you. And chances are it's going to lead you away from yes. what you truly want. On, 100%. Yeah, on the I think it's so important to have a vision. Did you do like a manifestation board or like a paper for this year or anything? Uh, I've, I've been journaling a lot. Uh-huh. I've been journaling a lot. I've also been reading, you know, uh-huh. and like, again, like breaking down like the, the stories that I have about yes. like money and that kind of thing and you know it's been really helpful Mm -hmm. you know and just also in in conversations and consultations just realizing like all of it's interconnected Mm -hmm. you know what i want for life what i want for my personal life is interconnected to the business Mm -hmm. and interconnected to the platform because it's all part of this grander story Mm -hmm. and the rippling effects of that you know have a chance to have an even greater impact after me Mm -hmm. you know after i'm gone you know like to be able to get to a point where say I'm the first millionaire in my family to be able to get to the point where, you know, the platform is everything I could want it to be where we have our own physical facility, mom's basement studios inside of it to where we're, you know, putting on events all over the country. We have this community all over the country and world Uh like to do that. You need the resources and to do that, you have to get in line with feeling okay, acquiring them. Uh And of course, always acquire them, you know, by, you know, means of integrity, you know, but it's like, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be successful because that's going to allow you to build. Mm -hmm. It's going to allow you to build the vision. It's going to allow you to build your legacy and it's going to allow you to show those who come after you, give them a blueprint for what they can create for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. If they'd like, because again, it's their own journey, but there will definitely be people that want to take a similar journey. I'm sure. Did you have a word that came up for you this year? I had one, so that's why I was bringing it up, but a word that came up. Give, give me a minute and maybe one will. But what's yeah. yours? So mine was, well, I did two. I did expansion and authenticity. And so for expansion, initially, I was really thinking like expansion of the podcast, expansion mm-hmm. of SoulFit and stuff like that. But I've I've been praying on it. And I really just feel like I've had a lot of expansion internally mm-hmm. um, with who I am. And it's so crazy because you can do all of this therapy and all of that. And you're like, oh, I've, I've got a really good solid grasp on who I, who I am. And I do have that. And I have had that. But an even deeper one, just because this year, it was such a year of grieving with my grandma passing and then my other grandma being really sick and really hurt and caretaking her. Um, and then, yeah, there's just been some other things, big, big season of grieving. And mm-hmm. so the expansion, I would say, 
I feel like God, at least for me, you can write these things down and it's not necessarily going to end up the way that you thought it was. Right. Mm -hmm. So he may take you a different road. Another thing that I wrote on my list, and then we'll come to your word, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> you're like, we'll get, we'll see, uh, <laughs> is that I wanted to go to where my grandfather was born in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And I just was going to see his mom and dad's gravesides. I didn't plan on like doing anything else there. And then I found out about this therapy retreat for professionals. Like mm -hmm. it's only for therapists, for psychologists, psychiatrists, et cetera. And so I, it's just wild how God and the world works and how things can kind of re-navigate and not be the way you thought it was going to look, mm -hmm. but then just embracing whatever it is and leaning into that. Yeah. I think I have my word. What is your word? Intentionality. Oh, yes. Intentionality. Like what purpose does each action you take serve in the, in the big picture? Mm -hmm. You know, because there have definitely been actions I've taken this year that, you know, while important pieces, you know, weren't supported by the other actions I was taking or the mm -hmm. foundation that had been laid before. Mm -hmm. And so the puzzle was incomplete. But then it's also, you know, for me, it was this matter of like, you know, being intentional about like really getting re-intentional, re I guess, if that's a word, about exactly where I want to land and what I want this all to be. Because mm -hmm. there was definitely a point over the summer as I was like going through, you know, into this pivot, you know, which we re-pivoted from mm -hmm. now of wondering if I wanted to pivot at all or if, Ooh, wondering yeah. if I just wanted to if this was the time where I finally became normal, you know, yeah, and went back what to the cubicle, went back to the cubicle, yeah. and you know, like, hey, had a good run, this, that, and the other thing. Like, I definitely got to that point where I'm like, you know, where I was, I was missing home, and I felt like I was missing yeah. out on other aspects of life. Mm -hmm. And I spent most of the summer up north in mm -hmm. Jersey and Pennsylvania, where I'm from, feeling that out, mm -hmm. honestly, and like feeling out, like, you know, do I want to come back here? Mm -hmm. And do I want to like in a permanent way and do I want to just get a job and start checking boxes? Mm -hmm. And, you know, while it's important to me to show up for the people I care about and it's important to me, you know, especially family, you know, my nieces and nephew, you know, as, as you know, are very close to yeah. me. You know, there's also this part of me that's like, I would go crazy and it's not because of them. It's because yeah. like, if I were to just go back to like, this autopilot of yeah. like, okay, I get a paycheck every two weeks and you know, okay, I just find ways to fill my time. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, like that's not living to me mm -mm. and it would feel very hollow it would feel very empty. And it has felt hollow and empty for me before, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and you start trying to fill, you know, as humans, we start trying to fill those voids with other things. Yes. And I don't want to be in that position. No, it's like it's not feeding your soul. And I think another good question that we can ask ourselves when we're going to make a decision, whether it be little or big, is am I doing this out of a place of fear or am I doing this out of a place of like peace and calm? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so that will help us know. And I think we sometimes we do things out of fear and that's OK. We're fucking human. Yeah. But mm -hmm. um, then come back to like, oh, I messed up. Let me like make amends, apologize, et cetera. And then let's let's go reroute and mm -hmm. that's okay. It, it seemed like something came up for you there. Yeah, there was a lot of fear-based action. And like yeah. even that entire thought process of am I giving up the ghost finally? Yes. You know, like is that a fear-based reaction itself? Because like I had seen and I got a taste of what lies out there if I keep mm -hmm. going. But I think that I had a lot of fear of failure, but also some fear of success 
you know, and fear of having to change and be a different, you know, more evolved version of myself in order to yes. get there. And so, you know, most of the time I spent up north, as a matter of fact, all of it, like I was pretty sure I was leaving Nashville. Yeah. I was wow. I, I did not want to come back. Here. I did not realize this. Like I had no desire to I'm come back to Nashville. Did. And then well, then I'm like, well, I gotta go back there because time's up. I gotta get back down. We've got the you know birthday show on Friday. First couple days back in Nashville, I was miserable. Yes. And then we had the birthday show of Cobra for the for the How show. Was that? And it completely turned things around and I realized what I do have here. Yeah. And how I have an amazing community here. Mm -hmm. And like there's a lot to build on here. And I also realized in the process of that that a lot of my fear and a lot of my disdain for being here mm -hmm. in Nashville over the past 18 months at that point in time in September was related to things that External. had happened here. Yeah. External things. And I think that that's okay, but it's not, mm -hmm. that was never about you, your soul, Gerard. And so I think right. that that outside stuff always can, it can affect us and it does, but then coming back to you, because like you said, when you got mm -hmm. back and you did the Cobra thing, you were like, I feel good here. Yeah. And you know, a precursor to that was the night before I was driving around mm -hmm. and you know, like the thing is like full disclosure without naming anything it was a relational thing that had happened yeah. in 2022 that we've alluded to on the show before yeah. especially on our episodes <laughs> yeah. Therapy and, stuff. <laughs> and the thing is like that it all happened and it was bad last yeah. year like it was effed up and then i go up north you mm -hmm. know for music fest and and the caper you know, which I've talked about on the show before. If you haven't, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and watch an episode. You'll surely hear about it. Yeah. And I'm there for five weeks and I'm like, this is wonderful. This episode. is great. <laughs> like, yeah, like this is wonderful. This is great. This is where I need to be. And then I come back to Nashville 2022 in September yeah. and I'm like, I don't really want to be here, but I'm here to finish what I started, whatever. And then I just hold up in a work cocoon uh -huh. until it almost like got the better of me in July you know, like, and I just felt like I needed to pump the brakes. Yeah. But like, there was no chance to really give myself new social experiences mm -hmm. because I was in this work cocoon. Go, go, go. Yeah. Make as much money as possible to pay for all these things, to invest in the business. Go, 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 go. It was really unhealthy. Yeah. And I get back here in September after two months up north. And after a couple of days of really not wanting to be here, I'm driving around. I'm like, my problem's not with Nashville. My problem is I haven't given myself new experiences mm -hmm. after that. That was the last serious attempt to that point that I had had at having a social life in this city. Mm -hmm. And then after all that goes and hits the fan, I go up north where I have a thriving social life anytime yeah. I want. And I'm like, well, this is way better than that. Yeah. And then I'm here just slugging it out, slugging it yeah. out, afraid to step out and have a social life because of what had happened yeah. last time. Because I'm so of proud of you that you are now, though, that you are stepping out and you are just like standing in your path power yeah and asserting and i think no matter what sometimes we have like a little bit of grieving with things that happen yeah. whether it be um friends that we lose or just anything that happens like that so it's like allowing yourself and this is something i learned this last week is allowing yourself to be angry first yeah um and i think that i don't know much about your grieving with your mom but probably mm. there was probably quite a bit of anger different things and then maybe eventually coming to a place of peace and yeah. but always it's like always grief is always going to be there kind of in a way you, you know with, with my mom it was kind of a delayed onset really? because it was so sudden yeah and you know it was obviously in the moment awful and devastating mm -hmm. and all the things you'd expect it to be mm -hmm. uh, when she passed but after that it's like 
you know, the day after the funeral, I was just like, I texted my boss. I'm like, come back to work tomorrow. And she's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to sit here anymore. Like, let's go. And she's like, you don't have to until next week. I'm like, I'm coming, mm-hmm. please. I'm coming. And sometimes that's important to just mm-hmm. keep doing that way yeah. because it's too much, yeah. too much pain too quickly. But you know, when it hit me, because she passed in September of 2015, mm-hmm. Christmas. Mm-hmm. I remember specifically, my my one memory of Christmas 2015 was on yeah. Christmas Eve, sitting in the basement with my girlfriend at the time, looking at all these presents, not wanting to wrap a single one of yep. them. And that's when it hit me. Yep. You know, I'm like, this sucks. I hate this. Like, I don't want to be here without her. Yeah. You know, and it, it was a delayed onset. And then, and then, you know, I'm mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania. I'm back living my life. I'll launch Lehigh Valley Underground. That becomes my great distraction yeah. through 2016, 2017 until me and that girlfriend break up. And then yeah. that was a whole thing, you know, but that's the thing is like, there's a pattern here of me always just holding up in work when things yeah. go wrong. So yeah. that's what I'm hearing you say that you uh-huh. did maybe over the past year and a half is you kind of went head down, um, grinding for work, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And you distance yourself from fun and friendship and connection. Mm-hmm. And that now you're back in a place of, you know what? I want to lean back into that connection and community and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think be more intentional about it too, you know, mm-hmm. because like, I'll tell you the truth, like in Denver, you know, I'm at a mm-hmm. business conference, but I had a lot of fun yeah, talking to people that. and having these higher level conversations, mm-hmm. which like you don't necessarily always get, you know, yeah. in your normal environment, you know, and I'm just thinking like, I'm going to be 37 in March, right? Yeah. And like, I'm kind of, even though, you know, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I just sat here and crushed a flight of beer, you know, filming another yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not the type to go out and really party. Yeah. Like, I really have no interest in it. No. And I have friends who, like, when I'm around them, will still try to pull me that way. And I'm like, honestly, I just don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it's almost like this dynamic of you're stepping back into college and people are going to ridicule you if you don't want to get wasted with them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm only 37 years old. Like, I don't no. want that. Like, I want to get to the point where, you know, yeah. I'm really building the thing I want to build so I can welcome more in. Yeah. So I can welcome a partner so I can welcome a family because that is a goal of mine is to have that. Yeah. And it's like. You know, there are just certain behaviors that you realize, you know, over time, whether you see them in yourself or you see them in other people mm-hmm. that just don't fit that equation. And yeah, so, like, I sure. I, I want to have fun. I want to be social, but I want to do that intentionally. And yeah. I, like I want to as elitist as this might sound, I want to do that with people who are on my maturity level, <laughs> you know, I completely agree. And that is something that I want to pray about, manifest, et cetera, is is bringing more people into my circle that are that can speak the same language that I speak. Yeah. Um, Because I really got to experience that this last week with other therapists that are very emotionally mature most of the time. We're all human again, Mm -hmm. but um, it's just so beautiful to have that kind of connection. So I agree. Having more of those people that's not just party. It's not just that kind of thing. So is that one of, I would say, let's go there next, like highlights of the year. So is Denver one of your highlights of the year? Absolutely. It completely reframed, you know, the way I'm approaching building this thing. Yeah. You know, because it gave, it gave me, it gave me the missing pieces that I've been beating my head against the wall trying to figure out as far as like what I need to do. And what I need to do is really lean into, you know, the proven tactics that work to scaling a thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's that, and just being in the, being in that room and being, uh, you know, among that energy of people who are where I want to be, you know, you know, who are in a position to serve the way I want to serve, you know, like 
And that's the thing. Like, and I'm not knocking my experience around here in Nashville. Like I've, I've definitely come to a much better place with Nashville to the point where like I'm leaving for the holidays and I kind of don't want to, I kind of want to keep going right Damn. now. Like I've completely done a 180 on my attitude you about really being have. in Nashville <laughs> yeah. over the past couple of months. But it's like the thing with the music industry is like the music business doesn't teach you business. And I needed to step out of the industry circles that I'm in to go learn that world mm -hmm. so I can bring that back. And like now I feel like supercharged with mm -hmm. it, you know. So on the business end, like I that was definitely the highlight, I would mm -hmm. say, you know, and there have been some highlights, there have been some milestones, but I feel like that's the one with the most reverberating effects as far as what yeah. it can what what it's you reframe my mind to be able to do. I love that. You know, personally speaking, I mean, I haven't really had much of a personal life this year. Yeah. But I will say, like, you know, going back north and like, you know, being able to step back into my environment back mm -hmm. home and see people. I mean, Music Fest is like summer camp every mm -hmm. year, you know, and w life permitting, you know, it's something I'd like to do every year and treat it as my summer vacation. You know, like, you know, the experiences that I had this year up north, you know, were I don't think they were as poignant as 2022 because I needed them in 2022, mm -hmm. like in a personal sense, mm -hmm. I really did. But it was still good to just like know that that's there for me. Mm -hmm. I and, love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What about you? Some highlights of the year. So, you know how much I love traveling. Mm -hmm. So I did get to go with Kat, uh, mm -hmm. my friend, and Haley to Spain and France. And we loved it. We had so much fun. Uh, my nails bent backwards. That was a crazy thing that happened. Did I show you that at yoga? No. Two, they're fine now, but two of my fingernails, we were in the ocean in Spain and they just like backwards. And that is some crazy kind of pain. How, how did that? Happen? I had gel on them, like a gel polish. And for some reason, I don't know, they just like unlatched to my finger. It was intense pain. So like they had like a reaction to the ocean water? Like I'm not sure. I think they had already kind of been a little bit like not as stable and then all of a sudden the ocean water just those two girls were like goodbye um so that was kind of crazy but overall we had a freaking blast love you kitty she's so good at planning and all of that um yeah i love traveling with her we did ireland together last year and we'll hopefully do something this next year and then i did colorado i went skiing for the first time so that was super fun mm -hmm. you know about that i do um so those are just some personal things then business wise i do think i want to get more centered maybe less individual therapy and more of a goal to do once every two months do this group thing mm. that i'm planning and so again i'm i'm gonna look at places and i've already talked to a male therapist that really wants to team up together and he also teaches yoga so that's exciting there you go um yeah so we'll be having some it's like a fun balance of yoga meditation deep work all of that so so already having a glimpse into 2024 yeah yeah i definitely have a glimpse into it and i am excited well, I'm excited for you. Thank you. And thank you as always for coming on the show. I'm so glad to so, be here. Next time you'll tie the record. As long as Aaron doesn't jump in for number five. Yes, we'll and see. If so, that's okay. Yeah. I understand. You, you mean you don't want to just like, you know, take the lead? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't Come know on. what we could do it on. I feel like we could have like a pretend therapy session or something. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we didn't plan for this at all. No, not at all. I was just like, all. hey, you want to do another interview? Sure. Sure, let's do it. And then and then yesterday, I knew you were coming out of your, your cave in Kentucky. And I'm yes. like, hey, still good for tomorrow? Yeah. Yep. Then you showed up and it's like, hey, uh, you know, just switching podcasts here. 
So you ready? Okay, cool. <laughs> yep. And look, we did I it. love that. I yeah. know. I think that's just one thing that I do admire about you is that you do just show up as fully yourself every time. I never really feel like you have a mask on or anything like that. I just feel like you're fully Gerard, whether you're being like your fun self, your really extroverted self, maybe your stressed out self. Like <laughs> you you allow yourself to be fully you and I admire that about you. Stressed out self has never shown up to yoga. Oh, not never. Too. Well, maybe he's shown up to yoga, but he didn't leave yoga. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, what are you talking about? You've never no, seen No, never seen never. Matt. No, never. never seen you stressed. Never, never no, at all. Not, not a part of you at all. <laughs> no. Where can they find you online? They can find me on Instagram, Lauren Gomez, Soulfit Counseling, Soulfit Yoga. And my website is getyoursoulfit.com. And hopefully I'll have some more additions to the website soon. And that is it. And this has been the Quinn Spin, two ends and Quinn, two ends and spin. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, and more also on Instagram at Quinn Spin Official. Again, two ends and Quinn, two ends and spin. You can also look us up on Facebook as well. We're not really active on X as it's known now. Mostly because it's called X. But anyway, Underground Music Collective, our central hub for all things independent music, creativity, community, self-betterment, and more. Instagram, Facebook, we're on X. Yeah. LinkedIn, YouTube. Also, follow the UMC 20 playlist on Spotify. Back and better than ever, baby. Updated every single Tuesday. And umusiccollective.com. Letter U, Music Collective is our domain. Because I'm trying to get the old one back. But that'll do for now. See what happens when you pivot and then pivot again? You have to clean up your mess. Anyway, Revel 9's all I've become. I'm going to take us out just like it brought us in. And grab some muffins on your way out. I almost forgot the outro, so we're going to leave now. Bye. <laughs>